0: sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Back to the podcast. This is Topanga Moon podcast, and if you're tuning in on the day of release, it's the full moon. It's eclipse season. We've got a full moon in Sagittarius. It's all the moon vibes today, (laughs) which is why I'm really excited to release this episode. This potent, beautiful, intentional incredible interview with for you today on this very much moon-loving day. How's everyone doing? How are you all feeling? Would love to hear from you, hear how you're feeling in this Gemini season time. As you can hear in this conversation, I have extra energy, (laughs) which is funny because I've been having some deep sleeps and really feeling the need to sleep but then on the times where I am you know awake during the day I have all this like extra energy and I think it's because we're in Gemini season I'm a double Gemini it's like this is my time this is my time to shine this is like the time of year that I wait for all year long and I'm really excited about it oh, so many things happening in my world. I uh, I think I'm going to be releasing a vintage collection soon. I just shot all the photos the other day. This will be interesting. I'll see if I can do it. I <laughs> I have a really near and dear to my heart vintage collection that I've been kind of collecting over the years I mean there's some pieces that I just cannot let go of yet because they're so precious to me but I have been sourcing in the past couple months some beautiful pieces so that will be coming up soon I will let you all know about it uh it's just really it's really cool I know it's something that I will love doing and will continue to do and it'll be this fun project but It'll be hard for me to let it go. So I'll let you know about that. I'm also um, back into my writing environment. I mean, what am I not writing, really? It's what I'm always doing, which I talk about, but no one's seen. That's besides the point. But I have a short film project. That's a new project that's going to be coming out. Not coming out, but being created this summer. And I think you'll all love it because it's so all about the vibes of this podcast it's sci-fi it's romance it's beautiful it's set at a cabin in in water all these amazing visuals so I will keep you posted on that definitely when we get into it I will be doing some behind the scenes but I like to share what's happening in my world and what I've been working on and the things that I'm really lit up about so today on the podcast we have a new friend of mine dear soul sister erica and she is a stylist and a yogi a a reiki practitioner so many beautiful things and she's coming up out with a new offering and a website which i'll let you hear from her the description about it and the name of it it has to do with styling it has to do with you know, spirituality, everything, and we have a really beautiful episode for you, this cosmic conversation all about healing and health and well-being and energy. Energy was a huge, huge topic of this interview. We get really into the energetics of not only our food and our environment and our health, but our style and our clothing and water, everything. She brings us along with her journey of healing Um, and she'll tell two really beautiful stories about her healing journey and how she used alternative healing modalities, holistic living, uh, transforming her, what she eats, everything like that. Um, past lives, all of those beautiful different modalities to heal her body in massive ways. And she tells you the story about it. It's really beautiful and inspiring. I was just so inspired to listen to her and so honored that she was able to share this journey with us on the podcast and when you hear this episode, you'll you'll hear more about why that's so powerful for her and so beautiful. We get into so many different topics. We talk about um, water, the magic of water and our relationship with water, energy, vibration, moving to different energetic vibrational states. We talk about how clothing holds energy and how important it is to um, work with the planet when it comes to what we put on our bodies, what we put in our bodies, everything. She talks about her energetic gifts and how she discovered her energetic gifts and how they showed up and some really cool stories. We talk about kind of what's happening in the world right now and our perspective on it all and just the beauty and love and all of that that can be found in in everything that's going on and Oh, there's just so much more. And I'm just really excited for you to hear this episode. So let's dive right in to Topanga Moon Podcast with Erica. Ah, I'm so excited to have you here, Erica, on Topanga Moon Podcast. I'm feeling, even though I know we're approaching the full moon and there's so many energies going on right now, I am just feeling so excited and energized. And I feel like this is an opportunity for me to set the kind of energetic vibration for our conversation that it's going to be happy and loving and super grounded and a beautiful flow of information with new friends who feel like old friends. And I'm just going to set the stage here right now because that just felt like the the prayer that need to be set forward. But I'm
1: so happy to have you. And as you're just finishing that up, I just heard like a bang in my like kitchen. So it just went like pop, which like I have um kind of external validations from the universe always. And that was just like internal you know, validation that we just received after you just finished that intention. So mm-hmm.
0: yes, I'm so excited to have you here um how are you
1: feeling um like I said, i'm feeling a little nervous i'm really excited for our connection and our chat. um my thing is that i have been wanting to share and express for a very long time but i've been self-limiting myself and not allowing myself to share my story um so yeah i think this is just a really beautiful opportunity i even kind of saw me like starting my own podcast and just sharing more. And yeah, I would love to chat with you after this conversation about like your own podcast and how you got going and kind of like the ritual behind it. Yes. But yeah, I I've, um, it's kind of gloomy here today. So I love to hear that you're out playing in the sunshine all day today. I've been in a very like mellow, very kind of like grounded mood today. I been moving really slowly I had mm-hmm. probably like an hour-long bath and then I just oh, cooked like a bunch of okay. food I've just been like just really slowly moving around my apartment today I also um I've launched myself off of uh <laughs> off of my longboard yesterday and I took a bit of a tumble so oh, no. I'm like feeling just some like tension in my body and I mean I didn't get injured at all thank goodness but um I definitely shot myself down a hill without realizing how smooth it was and that there was like going to be a really nice big curve at the end. So yeah, I'm grateful that I didn't get injured, but I'm just feeling a little bit sore and a little bit yeah. like just like slow, it slow and nurturing today. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's beautiful also for this time <laughs> because- Um, we are approaching the Sagittarius full moon, which starts eclipse season. We're in Gemini season as well. There's so much happening, but I'm a big believer and we can, um, then I want to get into your story because I'm really excited to learn more about you, but I'm a big believer that even though there could be all these astrological things happening. It's like, how do you center yourself and how do you ground? And you can have that awareness, but to not let it overrule your, your life, you know, and there's definitely ways like we're creator we're creators of our own reality. We can shift the energies when we need to. And even this morning I was feeling kind of like a little bit of anxiety. And then um I, Weirdly enough, and I know you're going to love this, but when I feel that, um, any any kind of like anxiety or nervousness or something coming through, I rarely, but I do get cold sores and I felt one coming. I saw one coming and I was like, nope. And I got my essential oils out and I stopped it with my peppermint essential oil mixed with my sea buckthorn. And I'm so excited.
1: And then with the intention behind that as well, like seeing it forming, being aware that this is a pattern of yours and then putting the intention probably as you were like putting it on, you're probably reciting like a intention, a mantra. Yes, I was.
0: I always say like, love, love, I I love you. I love you every single time. And now it's like, it's like it didn't, it couldn't come forward. And it was such a confirmation to me always when I do that, that like nature is so healing. Everything we need is from the plants. And I knew that you would love that
1: because I, I feel like we're gonna connect on that a lot today. I love that so much. Everything that we need is in our own it comes from the earth. Everything mm-hmm. that we need is available to us. We just have to be open to finding other alternative solutions and using our intention as like a very powerful tool. Um, but also, what you're saying about your like you're getting a cold sore um, I find when you actually notice something coming on and then you don 't pay any attention to it you don 't give it mm. any of your energy yeah uh, then that 's what also helps it to heal i've dealt with some really serious skin issues um, in my own healing journey and the more I attached to them, the more I scratched yeah. them, the more I picked at them, the more they grew as well. So mm-hmm. the more I focus my energy on them, yes, the more they took over my life. Ah, oh, so, 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 so true. So true.
0: Um, what's your astrological sign?
1: I'm a Leo. Ooh, mm-hmm. so you are,
0: you're meant to share and like, be seen and be
1: heard and absolutely i've been i've been um definitely in an imbalanced state within my astrological sign. so um you know in the past i've read about leo and kind of like looked into astrology but it really never truly resonated with me i was like oh some things about a leo resonated and a lot of them i totally rejected but I did that because I was in such an imbalanced state. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm meant to express. I know i meant to share and be powerful, but I wasn't able to step into that, that power in the past because I was self-limiting mm-hmm. myself.
0: Yeah. And
1: do you know your human design? Okay. So <laughs> I did my human design. Um, I reached out to a friend who studies it and she like, yeah, she, she works with human design. Mm-hmm. and. She told me that I was one of them and I don't remember what one it was. Okay. And then what's the one where you like literally take on everyone else's energy? It, that's like 1% of the population. Is that the projector or the reflector? The, okay, the reflector. Oh, and wow. And when I read it, this, I just started crying and I just like felt so... Like understood in that moment and everything kind of made sense. And then I reached out to a friend, I shared this with her and she was really into human design at the time. Um, and then she sent me a couple more like generator tests to do, to see, like, to get, basically get validation. Yeah. And I did three of them from three separate websites and I got three separate results. Oh, so interesting. Which is very weird. And also says a lot about me, <laughs> because you put in the same date, the same time, like all your information. Yeah. And then I got different results on like each test that I took. So oh, I don't wow. know what my true human design is. So maybe that is because I'm still out of balance and I'm still working through things and just the universe is blocking me from that information. I mean, at the the information. Um, that is yeah, So that's fascinating. my story that I, yeah. And I've never talked to anyone who's had that type of experience before. Yeah. That's
0: fascinating.
1: So maybe it's just that
0: you'll be on the journey of discovering what it truly is and it may just not be the time yet. Um, and I think it's just such a beautiful modality and it's not like the be all end all, but I've, I've felt like very seen when I've figured out and done more research on my
1: human design. I'm a generator. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've heard that from a lot of people Yeah, and that's Day, they're like I feel so seen and yeah. it just makes so much sense and it really resonates with me. Yeah. Um but then I get like all this scrambled results. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Okay,
0: we're gonna have to we'll we'll figure it out for you. I feel <laughs> like we'll do some investigating. I mean I'm the I'm also a five one in human design which is the heretic investigator. So I'm okay. obsessed with like, yeah. okay, let's go find out the knowledge. Like I should be a yeah. detective or something. And um, and then the heretic, which in human design, sometimes people say that like the heretic, it's kind of like this like savior, very misunderstood. People project onto the five ones because they're here to share a message, but yeah. they also have this projection field. So people will project their own needs onto you. And if you can't basically satisfy them, it's like, okay, we hate you now. It's like this very, but when I learned all of that, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad thing. It just made so much sense to all of my interactions throughout my life. I was like, I, some people either love me or they don't. And I just never (laughs) understood why. And it just, it all just like made so much sense to me. So I was just super happy to, to learn that. But let's let's start from the beginning, and because I really am learning about you for the first time, which is so fun, I'm so excited. So I would love
1: to hear about your journey. Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin with that. So <laughs> start I- with oh, your upbringing. <laughs> my oh my goodness. Um, okay, so I grew up outside of. Um, Montreal in the suburbs and I lived there until I was about nine and then my family moved to New Brunswick um and we lived there until I was like 21 and they still live there but I have a tendency to be quite nomadic Mm -hmm. and jump around and move a lot so the longest that I've ever been in a place since I was 21 has been four years and I'm 32 so I um tend to move around a lot i've lived in Calgary in Vancouver, Toronto. I bounced back to New Brunswick and then now I am currently living in Alberta again um I guess where it kind of all began for the like spiritual awakening if we want to even call it that um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I know, but when I started to learn about energies when I was living in um I was living in Vancouver and my best friend, she had um, started to study energy and she'd become a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. And she came to visit me and she attuned me for my level one Reiki. And this Mm -hmm. was before I even, I literally didn't know what Reiki was. Uh, She just given me a day before and she just wanted to gift me like this really beautiful experience. Obviously, wanting to kind of like spark my own healing and Yeah, like when I first started to learn about energy was through my my Reiki training. And I had a door open for me really quickly within the experience. So I started feeling energy, like beaming out of the palms of my hands. I was um, seeing things. So I was seeing orbs, um, mainly in technology. So I had this one really intense experience where um, I had my laptop open and I had just the camera open on my laptop. Um, and the, the room was dark and there was just all these little orbs flying mm-hmm. by my head. Um, and it was unmistakably orbs there was no like oh maybe you're imagining something no gaslighting me into like thinking that I was crazy or that something else was happening but there's all these like little orbs that were flying by my head and I remember just being in like awe and just being like oh my god like I'm literally seeing energy fly by my head and I would stop and then I would they would stop and then I would ask like hey just like show me more show me more and then another one would, like, zoom, like, right in front of my face. And another one would be right behind my back. And so that was my first experience, like, really physically seeing something. And that that first training really did open up a door for me. But I'll have to say in my own spiritual awakening, <laughs> my own, like, journey with yeah. health and healing and energy I've been very resistant so am very stubborn very much not wanting to do all the work involved so my journey has been like little baby steps I take a step forward and then I kind of stop mm-hmm. and sit back and be like oh okay I did it and then I kept getting nudged and then I kept getting nudged and when I did my Reiki level two training um again, another big door opened for me, I started to experience a bunch of other new things. Now that is the time that I started to really clean up my physical body, um, in the sense of what I was putting on and in it. So I completely switched my diet, I went um, vegetarian, I cut out alcohol, I cut out caffeine, I cut out dairy, um, I switch all my products to be like all natural, um, cruelty-free, vegan, like chemical-free, all that kind of stuff, just to keep my vibration high. Um, So that was directly
0: associated with wanting to be kind of this energetic vessel and knowing that the clearer you are, the more you can be that channel.
1: 100%. Um, and within that, I have had some pretty like interesting physical ailments throughout my life, mm. and um, one has been <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna like this has been my esophagus. So literally, my throat chakra, throat chakra. My throat was closed, um, and I say this to the point of like almost physically closed, where my esophagus was so tiny and so scarred. It wouldn't stretch and I would constantly choke on food. So I would say that I've choked probably around 300 times in my life. Like I've literally, not have never heard before. of that. Wow. I know. It has a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, eosophilic esophagitis or something like that. Like it's, this started developing when I was 12 years old. Now, not to get too deep into that, but I've had some trauma happen in my childhood where I was told not to tell anyone. Mm. Um, Then my esophagus didn't develop properly. My throat, my expression center never developed properly. I even had, um, I'm even missing a tooth. Wow. I even have a fake tooth because my body wasn't able to develop. Your teeth, your throat is all part of your expression center. Wow. Which is what I'm saying that having this conversation will also be very powerful, very healing, but totally (laughs) literally was choking from when I was 12 to the time I was 28. Now, when I started to clean up my, um, like my energetic vessel, I cut out meat and dairy and I noticed a huge difference in my physical body and my throat. Um, and then probably Eight months later, I was going out to eat. I maybe had dairy three times that week, and I got something stuck in my throat for 24 hours. I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. Like it was like at a complete standstill. So I ended up in the hospital. Um, So grateful for the staff at the hospital. They called in a specialist. And as much as I am for like Eastern practices, I was very. Very grateful to have that type of care when I had to you know depend on western medicine and they had to do a scope to like unlodge it, and I knew intuitively, okay, it was dairy it was dairy that did that. so the doctor then like gave me a specialist, gave me a prescription to take twice a day indefinitely for like the rest of my life and I wow. thanked them and I took the prescription and i got home, and I crumpled it up in a ball, and I threw it in the garbage can, knowing exactly that it was my, it was dairy that was doing it. Now, at the exact same time, um, while I was in the hospital, I called my, uh, my teacher, um, and they were able to help me work through a past life regression, mm-hmm. and the life that I lived right before this one, my name was Anna.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: little oh, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Those are truth chills, <laughs> and truth. I took to death on a piece of meat. So, being able to change my diet and heal my vibration and learn like the true information about what was like actually causing that um, helped to heal it. So, I do not deal with this at all in my life anymore. Um, I haven't for the last four years. Um, And this is something that used to affect me on a daily basis. And I healed it through, um, just being aware and to raising my vibration and, um, changing my diet, cleaning up what I put in and on my body and just being aware of what had happened to me before life. And 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 that's just one of the two stories of how I healed my body through, uh, energetic. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, we're going to get into the second one for sure. This is fascinating and enlightening. And I love it all. And I love that you have the awareness to look at your past life because I'm a huge believer in generational trauma and past lives and things getting, because it's like what we didn't heal in these previous lifetimes get carried over and your body remembers your body, like your energetic body. And it's wild that it was, you know, was it just the awareness when you found out about this past life and what happened, did the awareness unlock the healing for you
1: as well? Or was it, I really think it did. Yeah. I think it did. It helped me to alchemize it, um, to be fully aware of all the energy involved. And I think that's really powerful and really potent. Um, You know, maybe just switching my diet Mm -hmm. would have healed it, who, like who knows, but I was able to do it from like both angles, which I was really, really grateful for.
0: And it's so interesting to me that there's also that association with not being able to speak and vocalize, and then your body oh physically you didn't know, develop. Really. Didn't develop, and it's just so beautiful that you had that awareness to because, like a lot of people, and and I would say that like, you know a larger majority of people. Um, aren't as kind of aware that there might be something more energetically and go to the prescriptions and go to the, you know, and it's all in like earnest and it's all in like, you know, it's not in like a a bad way, but I just love that you had the foresight to, to be like, no, there's something
1: energetic here. Well, that's because of my, my training and my teacher and being like, led and guided by, like, a mentor, and, um, like, this, it was in 2015 that I started to switch things. Um, before then, I had, I was a completely different person. I had no idea what energy was. I had no idea what health and healing truly meant. Um, I was, like, so I have a lot of compassion for everybody else who has you know that mentality, because mm-hmm. I totally get it. I've totally been there. Um, and it wasn't until I started to physically and personally experience shifts that I was able to then create a new belief system around it. Can you really experience something that's outside of your belief system? Yeah,
0: it's so true. i I had the same kind of you have to go through the experiences, and um, for me. I used to work in the medical field. So I actually worked in the, in the ER for a couple of years as a unit clerk. And I, I worked in post-op surgery and I studied science. And so I I have that like deep knowledge of allopathic medicine and it was there that the awakening shifted and it was just through observation. So it, it wasn't even like, I just knew that there was a better way. I just, I just like Something in me in my like investigator nature was like, let's let's look into this. And then, then I I found this book called The Hundred Year Lie. And it's basically like all the toxins that gets put into your body um over the past like hundred years and all the things that like on a daily basis, toxicity-wise, we experience. And uh, it's just started opening up this this like alternative lifetime. I also, my, my South node is in Scorpio, right? So I come from a past life of the esoteric and all of that knowledge. So I think I was just like born already knowing all of these truths and connecting to nature and just always been inclined to experience life more so that way. Um, I've had a couple experiences where I've I've healed my body, but for the most part, I think I just it was from an observation of being on the other side and being like, oh, there's there's better ways here (laughs) or like more harmonious ways and ways that are lasting and can really transform your life. So there is another experience um, where you healed your body and whatever you want to share. You don't have to share all the details. It's whatever your heart feels like would be really nourishing for you because I believe that um, we all have our own times and our own ways of expressing what needs to be expressed in our own way and it's all beautiful and it's always going to be received in a beautiful way as long as it's when we're really rooted in allowing ourselves to share that. And I'm a huge believer that we don't have to share all parts of ourselves to be transformative beings.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, so as you know, I was living in Toronto mm-hmm. um, and it would have probably been the summer of 2017. And I started to feel And I actually used to describe myself like, okay, I feel like I have two cement blocks on my feet and Mm -hmm. I can't move forward and I can't do anything that I want to. Like I actually saw myself in two cement blocks. Wow. So it started on the emotional level, Um, just feeling completely stuck and unable to move and move forward in anything that I want to do or share or be. I was completely stuck. And then within the same month, I started to um, get like these little itchy spots in the back of my knees. And I would unconsciously scratch myself as I was sleeping. I was like, oh, that's weird. But again, in true Eric nature, I was just avoiding it. I was just avoiding it and pushing it aside and just pretending like everything was okay. And that has been a huge survival mechanism for me that I developed as a kid. So I didn't want to actually see what was going on in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I would take it and I'd put it in a little box and I would like kick it away, like, you know, underneath the bed or wherever, as long as it, you know, wasn't in my field and I could avoid it, then that was what I would do. So in true nature, (laughs) I started to completely just ignore how I was feeling and then Um, a few months later, I started to develop a rash on my cheek. Oh. Um, and then that really got my attention being like, okay, well, what's happening? This is now on my face. And I used to be extremely vain. I used to wear tons of makeup, always have an outfit on, um, always have my hair curled, like very, put a lot of emphasis on like my external beauty and my physical body. Um, so when that started to creep up, definitely kind of got my attention, um, but I still didn't really know what to do about it. And through all this happening, I'm always con- uh, contacting my mentor and my teacher. Um, you know, she would always channel for me and give me guidance and bring me through healing sessions. Um, we do past life regressions and um, just self-connection and just she'd. To try her very best to help me, but I wasn't really doing my best to help myself. Mm. And then the rashes spread. So they weren't just on a little patch of my cheek. They then moved to my entire face. um, And then they spread to my entire body. And these aren't just like, you know, little rashes. These are really big, aggressive, um, pussy itchy, like couldn't stop scratching, scratching uncontrollably, um, scratching in my sleep, couldn't sleep at night, um, was feeling completely numb, completely depressed, completely stuck, um, completely avoidant, and it just kept getting worse. And then I finally like went to got a, a, um, a dermatology appointment he prescribed me like all these pills and an anti itch pill for daytime nighttime like i was smoking a ton of weed to get through the night to sleep and to i mean dissociate and cope cuz i was also in like physical pain and emotional and mental pain as well and completely disconnected from my truth from you know my power um and I was in a relationship where I was just giving all my power away. I remember like living in Toronto and just hating my job. I was serving and I just didn't want to do it, but I would pretend that everything was okay. Like I, I was a complete pretend person, like complete mm. fake fraud, like just pretending to be okay, wanting to look and act perfect, even though I was like literally dying inside. Yeah. And your body is reacting to it so much. It was reacting to it, like, in an insane amount, and so I went to the dermatologist. I got some cream, some pills, which is not something that I like to do, um, but I used it, and it went away, like, within, oh, my God, like, five days, four days. It was completely gone, like, completely gone, um, or so I thought, <laughs> um, and then at that time, oh I was... God. I was just about to leave for Nicaragua. So I was going on a month long vacation with my boyfriend at the time. And I have to say that vacation was so healing to be like outside and to be, I was just so grateful to be like what I thought was healed, you know, obviously not completely healed, but physically healed. And I was just like spending all my time, like putting my intention into the elements and just being like, every time I went into the ocean, I put an intention out. Every time I was around the trees, I put an intention out. Like I was constantly working with the power of intention. I was journaling. I was like doing the work. Um, And I felt like I felt pretty good. And then I got back to Toronto and I wasn't even there for a week. And my rashes started to come back. And I felt Mm -hmm. like I hit another rock bottom. Mm. And I remember just looking around in my home and it just looks like I, you know, rented a four bedroom house in like a Bloor, Osington area with like my seemingly perfect boyfriend. And I had this huge facade going. And I remember just looking around at my house and just feeling so empty and just so like, like something's not right here. Like something's not right. But I couldn't put my finger on it you know I didn't want to put my finger on it. I didn't want to see what was going on yeah. and what was truly really involved in. So I just kept, you know, pretending. Um you know, I did take a little step towards like I bought a Reiki table. I started taking on like Reiki clients and my skin would like flare up and then be okay. Flare up and then be mm-hmm. okay. And this happened for a, a full other year, like an, a whole year. Wow. And within this time I you know, traveled to Costa Rica and did my yoga teacher training. And then I, I still couldn't get, yeah, I know me too, I still couldn't get the momentum of doing what I was meant to do. So I know I meant to like do card readings on people. I know I meant to sell my crystal jewelry. I know I meant to do Reiki sessions and intuitive healing sessions. I know I meant to teach yoga. But what am I doing? Still just serving, no confidence in myself and my abilities. And I just felt so empty. And then fast-forward until this was like a year later, I left Toronto. My teacher and my mentor invited me into her home, so I, with the intention of healing, I went there for two months. And we were able to really dive deep, oh my God, like, got to the root of so many things that was affecting me. I was able to, as I was outside, look in on my life. I was able to see what was going on. So it was truly happening in my relationship. It was truly happening in my home, how I had truly been acting and self-limiting. And we did, oh, tons of like DNA healing repair. We did, um, physical, uh, trauma releases. We did past life regression. We, I was like constantly tuning into my heart for guidance and, um, yeah, it was crazy. My, my physical body was completely drying up. Like my organs were shutting down. I had lost I was so skinny. I can show you pictures of what my wow. face was, Yeah. Like, had sunken in. And within like a month, my body, my body started to heal. And, you know, unfortunately, um, when I left my relationship, a lot of like drama (laughs) got um, put on me and my friends and my family and my teacher, my mentor and my person that was helping me to heal. And um, yes, my body healed, but that was a really like challenging, challenging Mm -hmm. time to be navigating through. And I had spent so long just avoiding my body and avoiding the messages that it was trying to get to me, and ignoring myself, ignoring my heart, my desires, and my body would have kept getting louder and louder had I not taken action. Yeah. Um, and I'm really grateful that I had someone there to support me through that. And, um, it's yeah, so beautiful.
0: It's. I just I'm so grateful that you're sharing this story and that you're um, bringing it out into this medium and, and allowing yourself to express it because it's practicing, you know, what I believe your soul came here to do, which is express your truths. And when you go through traumas and when you go through hardships, you, it's like you're given the ability to be so, have that compassion in order to help heal others.
1: 100%, and I really, yeah. I really I believe that for you. It. Yeah. Uh, you know, and within the alternative healing um, practices that I was doing, it was bringing up a lot from my past, mm-hmm. a lot from my childhood, a lot of like the trauma that I had, I had endured that I had completely put in those little boxes yeah. and pretended like it wasn't there. And that was a survival mechanism that I, like I said, I've used my whole life and my memories started to come back and Mm -hmm. they weren't pleasant. um, But I'm, you know, really grateful that I was able to regain those memories because it was very healing um, and it helped me get to the root cause of why I had been the way that I was throughout my life. Like Mm -hmm. things made so much more sense once I was able to regain those memories
0: mm,
1: and so look powerful. at that trauma and the abuse that I had been through and realize that there's there's nothing wrong with me. Mm. Like it was all no. just it made no sense to me why I acted the way that I acted and why I did the things that I did and why my energy was the way that it was until I was able to be like, oh wow that happens. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And it's so beautiful
0: that you found someone to hold the space for you to do that. And I think that's such a powerful thing to have someone with that awareness, with that compassion and empathy to hold that a higher vision for you. And like you were saying, there is nothing wrong with you. It's just recognizing the worth that you came into this world with and we all have that intrinsic worth in us but it's really peeling away all the layers to find that worthiness and to and it's like our soul is like remembering all the time and going through all those experiences to get through to the other side to see how much um healing can be like holistic and beautiful and powerful. And now you can use those experiences to transform other people's lives. And that's such a you know, a beautiful thing as much as it was a difficult experience. But even this conversation right now, I, I truly believe the energetics, when people are listening in, the energetics in itself will be healing just from people listening. And I fully believe that.
1: Well this has already been so healing on me too. Yeah. <laughs> like having the medium to express myself has been something that I've been desiring and craving and I have a lot to share um and this is only just like one tiny little piece of the puzzle. Um but I really thank you for helping me to to start to open up.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we've we've been connecting just online, you know, in the, in the Instagram world for a while. And I think that's for a reason. Like, I always believed that like those encounters that are super meaningful. And it was like, anytime you would post something, or if I would post something, we would just like, like intuitively know. And there was like so much that we were connecting on in terms of like the power and the magic of water or, um, Our like belief in sustainable style and all of the beautiful, like it's just knowing that there is this beautiful world that we can all live in that supports all beings and that supports the planet that we can also thrive in. And it's when you know that, you're just like, you want to share it with the world because it's like guys, I have the answer, not not like answers, but like, I have the way that feels good in my body. And like, that can be so transformative for other people that, you know, may not even be able to see a way out at this point or relying so heavily on like other modalities. So what are some of the things that you say within your current life right now? Cause it, it feels so much like, there's been this resurgence, this renewal, this like stepping out as your authentic self right now, which is so beautiful. Oh, and it's like a, you know, um, what are the practices that you're doing right now that are supporting that, that are continuously allowing you? What are like the really beautiful rituals that you're doing mm-hmm. to support your like
1: mind, body, and soul? So I actually just moved into my own apartments. Mm -hmm. Um, on May 1st and this has been a really long time coming since I left Toronto I've bounced around 15 times and that's not like not joking (laughs) wow in two years I've been in like 15 different spots and not grounded and not rooted and just in a sense, like not even really wanting to put down roots anywhere, just like not knowing where I belonged and not knowing where I was meant to be. And um, so yeah, that's what I just did. I just got an apartment and I've just been hanging out in my own space by Mm -hmm. myself alone. And it feels so nice. So one of the things I've been doing to really charge up Is spending time by myself. And it's been really, really powerful. It's been so good for me. Um, I was having a conversation with someone and they're like, and I was like, oh, it it kind of feels like off, like something feels weird. And they're like, well, maybe this is the first time that you've ever really, truly felt safe. Mm. Safe Mm. in your body, safe in your home. And that really landed with me because in Toronto, I didn't feel safe when I moved back to Moncton, New Brunswick to heal, I did not feel safe. Mm -hmm. And in this feeling of safety, and not in the sense of like, I bought a home, I I didn't buy a home I'm renting, but like, I got all these physical possessions, and they're going to help me anchor. It's not even about that. It's just about being in my own space. And I've learned that all I really need is my physical body for my home, but being able to actually just like put down roots somewhere and just being like completely detached of the outcome. Like, if I'm meant to move next month somewhere else, if I have another beautiful opportunity that shows itself to me, I can still do that. Yeah. I made sure to only sign like a month to month lease um, so that I can have a place to settle, but to not necessarily get stuck in. Because if I meant to move and flow, Mm-hmm. Then I want to still allow myself to do that. So, yeah, charging up by myself has been huge, like huge. Just being quiet, mm-hmm. still, not distracted. I I've been here for almost a month, and I'm just getting my internet hooked up today. <laughs> um, I've been in baths every night, which has been so healing for me. Oh, just so like powerful. My apartment is powered by salt lamps, <laughs> literally. Yes. Um, but yeah, just having my nighttime bath has been so amazing, and has just been feeling so good, um, and safe and nurturing. Uh, spending time outside with the shift in weather, just making sure to spend as much time outside as I can. So I'm going on lots of walks. I'm a huge cyclist. I like to go on bike rides. Mm. I've just got a longboard. Um, so just spending as much time outside as I can. And then like intuitive eating has been really healing to me lately. Um, I've been feeling like not even really hungry, just eating really light. And, um, but I think silence, Mm. silence has been the most healing to me lately. Ah,
0: that's so powerful because, so many times we think that we need to fill our space with things or podcasts or meditations or all the things but it can be as simple as just sitting and sitting yeah. and allowing and that's courageous to sit because that's when you know the thoughts come through and and all of those things that come through our mind but just having that awareness and it feels to me like you're very connected to your intuition
1: I try to be, but I also ignore the fucking hell out of her. <laughs> oh God, she gets mad. <laughs> oh no <All serious>? man! <laughs> um, How does your intuition try to talk to you? So I get a lot of um, so my in the past my gut has been really compromised. Um, so I have like this intense knowing, this gut response, but. I have a tendency that I've done my whole life is just just push it away, push it away, push Mm. it away. Um, I've been doing that less lately, but what I really get a lot of messages through is my external environment. You know, at the beginning of our conversation, I said, oh, I just heard a pop of validation in my kitchen. It's like, that is how I kind of speak to myself and speak to the universe as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Another big gift is I have like what I call a daydream so it's up here (laughs) oh wow yeah so instead of it being like like hearing something like I'll see something so it'll be and it's not clear it's it's like in a foggy cloudy yeah yeah like it's and that has been like a gift that I've been hanging out in my whole life and the avoidance is hanging out in the clouds like when I say like my name is Erica. It's cause I am air. Like that's intuitive, <laughs> you know, like, so I hang out in a, in a daydream, which sounds great, but also, um, it's where I said I can leave my body pretty easily. So mm-hmm. I really yeah, have to down it. in like my physical body, which is where like the walks, the bike rides, the yoga, the running, like everything to like drop me back into my body is like so important for me. Yeah. The grounding techniques. Because I can hang out in my, like, literally it's like right up here and when I'm connected and I'm asking myself like even when I had a bath earlier I saw a crystal so I'm like okay I'm gonna go get that crystal that is where I'm meant to put in my bath tonight um I had a bath this morning um yeah (laughs) so yeah it's like it's my it's my daydream so I think I even wrote a post about it my um my drawing and how I've been like avoiding my creativity. And Mm. I, you know, went downstairs to get something and I saw my notepad and my pen and like a a drawing. And I was like, instead of ignoring it in that moment, I was like, Oh, okay. So I picked up my pad paper and my pencil and I went upstairs and I just drew something. So that type of intuition where that's how like higher self Erica communicates to To this Erica yeah. is through that daydream and through, yeah, external communication. Like I spend a lot of time uh, like thrifting. I like to go to Valley Village. I go there once a week. And to me, it feels like an energetic portal for myself. Honestly, like I put an intention out there that anything that I'm going to need, I'm going to be able to get a Valley Village for a fraction of the price. And it's actually been magical. <laughs> Oh, but I go oh there and I, and I ask for messages, and then I'll hear like, you know, uh, like I'll go through the men's T-shirts, and I'll get like messages from the T-shirts of like the ones that I'm randomly touching. Um, I'll go to like the book titles, and I'll randomly get messages from the book titles that I'm guided to look at, or the overheard conversations, or the um, the songs playing on the radio, or like me thinking about something, and then like yesterday I was like thinking about something and I, uh, somebody next to me smashed a glass in like the aisle over and I'm like, Oh, that's validation. That kind of communication is how I like communicate with my, with your intuition. Yeah. That's so beautiful.
0: And it feels like you've been developing this practice now and, and kind of like testing it out and seeing what resonates and seeing when you're too much in your in the airy world. And like, well, I can really get, yeah, I can get stuck there too, because I'm a triple air. So I'm oh, Gemini sun, Gemini moon, Libra rising. I am all air. And asking
1: me skills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's great that I have a podcast because that's so air communication vibes. Um, but, and I have, my power is the dreamer power. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes you can get stuck In the dreamer world. And I really need to, I have to associate myself and surround myself with more grounded people. Yeah. Anchor me back in because I'm the person that if you want to come and tell me all your dreams, I'm your cheerleader. I'm like, yes, you can climb Mount Everest. Yes. You can build a seven figure business. Like, yes. Like I am all about like going after exactly what you meant like, came here to be like, do. And I think that um, part of my journey and really my, my true calling is to share that, is to share that message that we all came here with intrinsic gifts and we're all totally valid to do them. Because when, you know, growing up, I was always told the message that I wasn't able to. So I yes. think that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I moved through that and I was able to start to at least um i even did some like shadow work the other day and a message came through and the message was like that i heard constantly is like you are not allowed to do what you love and that is it was yeah it was a really powerful one to acknowledge and to start to rewrite because i we're all meant to do what we love that's what we came here to do and yeah, it's just, it's really important for all of us to be able to own that and to cultivate that.
1: So as you're speaking, I just got my daydream again, but um, I, (laughs) there's this tree that I found on my adventures the other day and I posted about it. I made a story about it, but It's literally a tree, and I've never seen a tree like this before. And it comes out of the ground, and it goes, like, off. It veers, like, all the way left, and it's, like, really close to the ground, and then it shoots up. And then there's another part of it that veers all the way right, and then it shoots up. Another part of it veers all the way frontwards and shoots up. Like, it's the most, like, like magical tree ever. And everywhere that I've lived (laughs) in recent times, I find a tree and I get messages from this tree. There was a tree in New Brunswick that I used to go and I used to climb and just like sit in and feel. And then this one just found me. I was just like randomly got guided to take like a turn and I saw it and I was like, <gasps> and I sat down on it and I was asking for messages. And it was like, ground, stay grounded, stay stable and stay um, adaptable so be adaptable and as i and i take my phone and i'm writing this down and as i write these words down these words down someone in a car like off in the distance screams yes <laughs> and i was like okay cool that's validation that's amazing and then i'm sitting i'm asking for more messages and it said to me do you think i do you think i got this way by being like everyone else, hmm. like you have to be unique, you have to be your true self, you have to express yourself as you want. Like, and there's like this big crack in the tree, and it was hollowed out in a certain point. And it was, I don't know, I wrote it down, but it was just like such a powerful message. And that what came to me when you were just telling me about that, and I just wanted to share it with you. Oh, that is so
0: beautiful and important because. Yes. I feel that so strongly about being unique and owning your uniqueness and knowing that um, we all came here so, so individual and unique. It actually reminds me of, um, do you follow Zach Bush on Instagram? He's a Dr. Zach Bush. Oh, he just posted something today about, um, about kind of this and how powerful we all are and how unique and special. But, um, so that just reminds me of the post that he did today, but, um, cause he was talking about DNA and like, um, oh, I, sh- I feel like I should just like read it
1: because <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's
0: you know, yeah. Cause he was talking about... okay. So, um, oh yeah. Because he was talking about are uh, crystals and crystalline water. And we've talked about that before, (laughs) you know, about how beautiful structured water is, uh, water holds memories, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to read what Zach Bush wrote because I think it's really cool. And it just reminded me of this. But thanks to crystals, DNA functions as much more than genetic information. When in contact with healthy water, which is the structured water, DNA can form crystalline structures that receive wavelengths of light from the planet and the universe. This unique reception tuned by your specific DNA is thought to be linked closely with the experience of self-identity. It is neurologically inexplicable why we are able to wake up in the morning knowing who we are. We've never found a part of our brain capable of holding that key to self-identity. One of the more ethereal and beautiful theories of the mechanisms of self-identity involves the crystal-like quality of your DNA as it arrays itself as a unique antenna. When DNA is in its crystalline form with the fourth phase of water, Um, a gel state of water. It acts as a tuned antenna. The result is your reception of information in the universe that's unique to you, your self-identity. At this point, we only know enough to ask more questions and marvel at the beauty of it all. You are a quantum miracle, a physical manifestation born from the dance of the solar radiation and light energy, water, and your unique DNA antenna.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy we're talking about water now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, have you ever like just gone like talk to someone and just be like, isn't it like crazy that we need to drink water that comes from the earth to survive? And that our bodies are made up of water and we need to replace this water, and then they just look at you like you're crazy. Yes. And you're like, but this is literally true. Like are you, you don't agree? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the water actually creates
0: creates our blood. Yeah. So water is life, and um, I had this uh, amazing water researcher advocate on the podcast, and we talked about all of this. How water is the lifeblood of the earth, and um, having structured alive water, because the majority of the time our water is dead because of all the processes that we put onto it. Think of it,
1: think of all the pipes that it needs to go through and how it bangs and like, it destroys the molecular structure of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, the tap water in my city is actually really good. Can you not taste the difference? Yeah. Like you, I can physically taste like the distortion in it. Totally. Oh, I would God. rather not drink water than drink tap water.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we can get actually uh, structured water from f- uh, fruits and vegetables. So when you are yep. juicing, you, like they automatically have the structured water in them. Uh, yeah. The best place to get it is actually a spring. So yeah. if there's any spring near you, um, we have our family has a. Um, a cottage in Halliburton and there's a natural spring there. And I I love Halliburton.
1: It's so magical. magical there.
0: (laughs) So magical. So I made them get me like bottles, like in glass bottles of the spring water. And um, I've been feeling the difference, noticing the difference and just having that awareness that like, we need to enliven our bodies. We need the alive water and we need to protect water because water and this is going to come out. I think this is going to be our next crisis. This is what I think. I think it's already happening, you know, contaminated water, um, the global water cartel, which is, you know, higher structures trying to control and commodify the, the like actual resources because if water is life, and if these bigger companies control the access of water, so they're going into mostly they're going to lands um, and taking from indigenous yeah. um, communities and selling them back like bottled water and all this it's
1: stuff. So infuriating. And if it's you're not infuriated by it, insane. you're just not paying attention that are in incomplete cognitive dissonance. Totally. It is absolutely wild. Water is a natural resource on our planet, and then we have these corporations coming in, and just because they have the money to, they're then stealing our natural resources and then charging us, making a profit off of us. Not to mention all the chemicals that are in plastic and what that does to our hormones, our physical bodies, uh, the structure of the water at the same time i do believe that everything holds a vibration and that with our intention we can change the vibration of anything yeah so a good thing to do would be to if you know have a if you have a bottle of water um write intentions on it you can put it on top of a piece of paper mm-hmm. with your intentions you can write i am love i am love you can write whatever like i am healing i am detoxing like whatever it is you'd yeah. like to uh, materialized from this. Um, you can put crystals, you can put your water in a crystal grid. You can put some crystals inside your water mm-hmm. with the intention. You can charge your water in the sunlight. You can say mantras, um, as you're drinking your water. So there is a lot that we can do, um, with our intention. Yes. To help ourselves to heal. And to replace the water in our body, because that is so important. Some people don't even drink water. Mm -hmm. When I was going through my healing journey and my skin was completely distorted, Mm -hmm. I was drinking eight liters of water a day, which sounds like completely wild. Now I like to, if I can, drink four liters. Um, I'm like literally that girl that's constantly chugging water. (laughs) It's so important though, because we, it's, it's all about hydration
0: (laughs) of the body. I know. I can't say anything. I was drinking coffee, but I I have a coffee. I
1: drink drink nothing but water. And then I have a coffee a day. I know, Uh, but it's it's all water. Um,
0: It's it's, so good. It's so good.
1: Paying extra attention to what your thoughts are, what you're consuming while you're consuming your water, because mm-hmm. everything is energy. Water will absorb and become the intention behind it. So yeah. um, also food. So if you're drinking water, you're eating food, but you're consuming garbage TV. You're consuming mm-hmm. the news. You're mm-hmm. consuming uh, shitty reality TV where people are fighting. Yeah. You are in a loop of negative self-talk. Um that all holds a vibration, which then you are putting into your food and then physically consuming. Yep. Music, music too, the frequencies <laughs> of music. Yeah. I believe everything and you and I can agree, everything is energy, your words, your that thoughts, your, energy, your beliefs, um, and everything creates your your reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
0: it's beautiful to supplement um ourselves with, you know, nourishing foods. And like, I think it's so important to, you know, because if people think, okay, it's, if it's just energy, then I can eat McDonald's every day and I'll be fine. But that's, that McDonald's still has an energetic vibration from where it comes from. So thank you for saying that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, sure. If you are super powerful being, I mean, I know that there's some like, Really high energetic beings that can basically override um, the craziest things that they put in their body. If you think of like, I've heard stories of like yogi masters who put poison in their body and they're totally fine. Yes, but that takes like such a level of um, extended energy and vibration. And if it's you don't have to belief. do it, then you don't have to it's do it. Belief.
1: It's yeah. your belief, your belief in yeah. your power. Um, totally. You know, if you are to consume McDonald's, um, which is not something that I personally did, do, but it's something that I have <laughs> done quite a bit in the past. Uh, to totally. It does consume. Um, if you're thinking, oh my God, this is bad for me. Oh my God, this is going to make me fat. Oh my God, this is, I shouldn't be eating this. You're then putting a negative on top of the negative mm-hmm. and then lowering the vibration of the food even more. But let's say I was to eat a bag of candy right now, <laughs> which I'm not going to, but yeah. let's say I was i could use my intention and i could reiki it so i don't really like to use the word reiki yeah um but it's like more known but just you could give it love you could give it energetic healing which would then help to raise the vibration create more of a balanced structure so that you're putting your intention into this food that you're eating and it's not going to affect you as badly now i truly believe that we should be eating fruits and vegetables uh, and food that actually comes from our mother, (laughs) Mother Earth, the actual earth, because that is what we need to survive. And that's what we need to ground. And it's a really beautiful way to consume all of the elements. Mm -hmm. So when you're consuming like a tomato, you're consuming all of the elements. Now your tomato is red. So you can also add an intention into this tomato mm. um, to help you to ground, to help you to feel safe, um, or whatever type of intention you'd like.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I was talking to someone about this, and I this again was like a daydream that I was having when I was consuming my breakfast one day. And I was thinking about um, let's call it real food versus fake food. Real food being food that comes from the earth, and fake food being food that is cons- uh, that's made by literal, not even just process. Think of the show, how it's made. It's literally made by machines in a sterile environment. Mm -hmm. It is made by artificial intelligence. It's made by robots. It's made by machines. So what is the energy behind that versus something that is, you know, picked off a tree? Of course, it does still have to come in contact with, like, being shipped over to our part of the world because we don't have um, the ability to get, like, a lot of the foods that we like to eat because they're not grown in our climate. But just think of the energy behind it. Like, who's making your food, the earth or machines? hmm
0: Because <laughs> it automatically comes with an energetic imprint. Like, we can do so much work, but we might as well you take the foods that are coming from mother earth that has that beautiful energy already in it, because it just, it's like less effort for us. Then we can just, you know, eat that tomato. And, you know, of course we want to put intentions whenever we're eating and want to have that gratitude, want to have that, you know, the beautiful energetic expression going in, but we don't have to do as much work because the it already has a higher vibe is
1: basically yeah. what I'm saying. Which a is- more of a balanced energy structure to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it. Literally, okay. I having that vision one day. I just saw how it's made and saw, like, all these machines. And I'm like, oh. so put that yeah. in with all, like, the, you know, made-up yep. food that's in it. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, so... I would love to discuss intuition, knowledge, and integrity when it comes to the various narratives in the world today. And I'm a big believer, as I know that you are, because we just talked about this, that when you're rooted in love, you can really transcend anything. And I think that this is an opportunity for all of us to hold a higher vision for the world.
1: Yeah, I I, think. Totally agree with that. I think that there's a lot of crazy, crazy stuff that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. I also believe that there's a lot of distractions that are happening right now um, to kind of maybe pull focus away from what is really going on underneath. Uh, I feel like a lot of structures are falling, a lot of old updated systems Um, I really truly feel like I'm watching a mass awakening and a mass dark night of the soul, if you want to call it that, where a lot of people, um, are really having to face a lot that's going on in their life. Uh, They're maybe redefining their beliefs, um, the way that they live their life, the way that they view themselves in the world around them. And it can be like very uncomfortable. I personally have just been trying to hold space and take care of myself as much as I can to not get totally affected by everything that's going on around me. Um, holding that vision of love, yes, and of what I would like to see in the world um, and all the good that can come from these mass changes. Um, yeah, I think that
0: there's just been so many structures that have been long overdue for change. And we signed up to come here and recognize that and some of us are maybe, you know, able to hold the light a little bit more so than other people or or allowing themselves to kind of see the facade and see what's happening because we're here to, or at least my perspective of like what I feel like I'm here to do is like be the example. I'm a huge <laughs> believer in like, if you want to transform a system, if you want to change narrative, if you want to see a different example in your reality for not only yourself but others, you have the best way to do it, for my experience, and I'm sure you can you probably have the same experience, is that you are the example. So mm-hmm. like when I started getting into, um, after my time working in the hospital and, and, you know, I believe like allopathic medicine is really beautiful. It does some miraculous things. And I've been, I've bared witness to yeah. miracles, but I, I can, totally that yeah. too. but I can also, I also saw the other side of it where we have a systemic, we have a systemic issue that is the root, like looking at the root structures of why people are coming to, to Western medicine in the first place, um, putting a bandage over things with medications, relying too heavily on pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <there>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, we, we wanna look to these kind of authority figures as the ones that have all the answers. But when we actually look at them That's and right. say, they're human too, they're part of the system too, they're trained in a system too. And really the the people that can be the best advocates for themselves are themselves. And when I started to see that, it was like, okay, um, you know, I can have an appreciation for the scientific discoveries and like, But I also think that we have to have more openness, uh, more questioning, be able to question systems, because that's what science really is. The root of science is um, experimentation. It's questioning. Yeah. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. And I think some of the greatest scientists have that awareness of the divine have that understanding that that's a part of it too the more you study the universe the more you get to know God and that relationship and there's so much that's already been beautifully created Um, and it's just learning how to work work within creation in itself and allow natural living to kind of come back and I think that we are going back to the land we're going back to really seeing how the land has so much unintrusive beautiful medicine for us Mm -hmm. and when i say unintrusive i mean it is allowing us to heal not only in a physical way but in an energetic way Mm -hmm. and when it when we're healing with the land and with you know things in nature and finding alternative energetic modalities We are now in a symbiotic relationship with nature, and we're also giving beautiful energy to nature when we're doing that. We're not extracting, we're not destroying, and we're not taking. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the resurgence and the dark night of the soul that you're you were just describing is people recognizing that we've it's been too long where we've been taking from the earth and you know using, um, synthetic ways to build into our medical systems. It it really has to be a holistic approach. And when I was working in the hospital, uh, that's what I saw. And that's what like, my hope was like, let's look at the root. Let's look at the, let's look at the whole system. And also an awareness that like, we're all uniquely individual as we were talking about. So there's no one size at
1: all. It just exactly. doesn't look good. Exactly. It'd be really nice if it did. It'd make things yeah, easier. It'd be great. It would be <laughs> great if an external force could come and heal for us, but that really isn't the way that it works. Yeah.
0: So that's what I'm seeing right now. And I think mm-hmm. that um, we really relate on that level in everything that we're seeing. and And I think that the people who are seeing it you don't need to convince them, you know, because
1: they're seeing it already. And the people who aren't, you can't convince them either. Exactly. Like I said, you cannot experience something outside of your belief system and outside of your own reality. You have to be willing to change that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's where also, you know, there's a big like cognitive dissonance happening worldwide where people are sharing like really truthful, valuable information and people cannot absorb it. They are tuned into a completely different radio station and wow. cannot hear my radio station. If you're on your radio station, they just don't intertwine. It can, the signal cannot be picked up unless it wants to be picked up. A thousand percent. And what I've seen is the, the best,
0: the best um, kind of solution for that if we really do want to make changes is to be the change and it's yeah. just you know when you're re- radiating health when you're radiating um you know just a positive beautiful vibration that vibration can be felt by people
1: so when yeah. people
0: you know see me yes. or they or they talk about like you know you look so young or you look so healthy what are you doing <laughs> All the
1: time. yeah how old are you I'm 35. Oh, my God. I love that. I'm turning 33 in a couple months. And I worked with some girls that are in their early 20s, and they thought I was, like, like just a little bit older than them. I'm like, no, I'm literally 10 years older than you.
0: Totally. Totally. And it's like we're – you know, then people can ask questions, and then we have the opportunity to be like – well, you know, I eat for me, I, I eat a mostly a uh, whole plant food based diet and I get so much nourishment from it. You know, I believe that we have to be intuitive with our eating
1: and mm-hmm. start
0: to experiment and see what's right for us. And I love that you're intuitively eating because I think that is really the way that we all, all should be. Um, the the water source, like what are, mm-hmm. what's in your water? Um, how are you treating your water? Where's your water coming from? And then as simple as just going outside, connecting to nature, just being in nature. There's so much healing properties, and um, it's beautiful because yeah. that when we're being the thing that we want to see, it's we're emitting that radio frequency, yeah. and then
1: people mm-hmm. can kind Honestly. of like
0: overhear yeah. the radio frequency and be like, "Oh, what channel are they on?" That
1: kind of yeah, sounds good. Different. They get. <laughs> And they ask questions. And that's where the real like you know power comes with is when someone is like getting curious and asking questions. Exactly. Yeah. Then you get to share because I've tried the pushing it on to other people and it, it it doesn't work. It's more energetically draining on me. So I'd rather just like live my life. And then if people have questions, um or can just observe how I'm living. Um yeah it's really interesting even at my at my job like I yeah. um rent a clothing store it's like a nice beautiful little boutique um and I'm the manager there and I uh, do personal shopping and I'm a personal style I'm a stylist as well and I work mainly by myself um And people come in one at a time mainly. And I get to Mm. really have that like one-on-one connection, Mm. which I love. I love to work one-on-one. So having like these women and a lot of them are, you know, in their forties, fifties, some in their sixties, some younger, some older. Um, but me being able to really connect and people come in and you know, how people like are speaking about their bodies or their insecurities or, you know, oh, I can't wear that because of this. And I'm just that person that's just like pumping people up, like saying little tidbits of information, mm-hmm. just planting little seeds, asking inquisitive questions, asking about their beliefs to like, I kind of push it a little far sometimes. Yeah. And yes. they, kinda, they sometimes turn into like little mini healing sessions. Um, where someone will come in just for a piece of clothing they'll leave with a full outfit and like a new kind of mindset and that is where I'm like that's something I'm so passionate about is dealing with women working one-on-one with women and just helping to get to the root beliefs of what and how you believe yourself to be and how you're limiting yourself and right now it's very focused on wardrobe, but also with like human connection and intention. And yeah, it's, Uh, it's really, it's it's a very powerful position to be in. And it's not something that I thought that I saw through myself in this way, but it's really, um, helping me to kind of see what is coming next.
0: I love that we're naturally getting into style and cause I know yeah. that we both share that love of design and style. And, um, for me it's expressing my creativity through yeah. what I wear and it does, there's this empowering feeling when you get dressed up and like you have that, the clothing that makes you feel good. And it doesn't have to be a certain style. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that we also bond over sustainability when it comes to the fashion space and knowing that once again, clothing holds energy and where it comes from is so imperative and not only for our planet in such an intrinsic way, but for ourselves, for our bodies, for our energetic aura. I think of it as like, what clothing am I putting on my aura today? Mm -hmm. And-
1: what. What color does my aura want <gasps> to be expressed in today? Yes. Yes. Like, so how do you want to express my today? Yeah.
0: So when you're working with with women in this way, um are you using your intuition to ask guided questions to see kind of what they want to be putting on their bodies and are you able to kind of have those conversations also around like uh, sustainability
1: and where your clothing comes from and all that kind of stuff the thing is is that I work like the clothing store I work at has some like it's a pretty expensive clothing store which is kind of funny because I show up in like fully thrifted outfits Yeah, mainly value and are always like <laughs> and I, I I have a great eye for it it's so fun people are always oh do you have do you and I I kind of do still you know wear clothes that are similar to the vibe of the store sometimes I don't um but people always comment on my wardrobe and I am open I'm like oh no I actually thrifted this and I start talking about secondhand clothing um beautiful and just opening that door to that conversation um And I talk about how, like, I'm a huge advocate. I always talk to the women that come in there about, um, like reselling their clothes and making room in their, in their closets Mm -hmm. and to, um, spend time, like, you know, like going through your closet, looking at what you wear, what you don't wear, putting things away that you're not going to wear, like, um, you know, donating them, selling them, taking that money, reinvesting it in your wardrobe, and then it can be a beautiful cycle. Um, And then, yeah, by just me wearing thrifted clothes, I get to then open up that conversation. And at the same time, I'm also learning how to sew and alter my own clothes and make my own clothes as well, Um, which has opened like a whole other door in the thrifting realm for me as well, is that I can then envision and to make into something else. Um, You know, unfortunately, the store that I work at is called Shades of Grey. So it is very like neutral. There's not a ton of color in there. Um, but a lot of people come in wanting to wear black. Um, so we have conversations around wearing black. And I mm. share my story about how I used to wear all black and how I've then incorporated color into my wardrobe. And we have lots of conversations around that. Oh, um, so beautiful. Yeah. I, but I really, I'm like this close, like an inch away from like making my website finally and having my offerings online um you know i i know i meant to go to these women's houses and help them go through their closets style what they already have incorporate pieces maybe even thrift for them um do like um um like a meditation before we dive in to really like connect to your heart and what you actually want to be wearing so i'm actually in the middle of creating a service um that's called soul styling Oh, getting to the root of what the soul actually wants to wear. So doing a meditation, doing some energy work, doing some, um, um, some soul connection to really tune into like, is there maybe diving into beliefs? Like, is there a color that you've been avoiding wearing? Like, why have you been avoiding wearing? Is there a root? Did someone say something to you as a kid or like really getting to the root of you know why you wear the certain things you do and why you believe the certain things about your physical body that you do as well, so that is what i 'm currently birthing. We can say
0: oh, that is so beautiful i 'm so happy that you 're offering that service because it 's using clothing and design really as a vehicle for transformation for a woman 's you know experience and allowing their soul to shine through more with what they're wearing. So in that aspect, I would say like, what would be five tips that you can give for women going into the summer season Um, and something that they can do to really um, just invigorate their wardrobe or start to feel more confident, especially in the summertime. Like what are things, what are five things, like five tips,
1: Okay. That you can give. Um, us. I would say like, <laughs> before you go out and start looking for anything else, shop in your own closet. So something that I used to do when I was bored, I would put on like a really great playlist, blare my music, I would go in my closet, and I would just create outfits. So first would be just taking inventory of what you have. And then I would say, play play and create and put outfits together. And I tell people this all the time. I do not believe in trends. I do not believe in fashion rules. I do not believe in having to copy everybody and everybody looking the same. Wear what you feel good in, what you feel confident in, what lights you up. And just like, does not matter if anyone else likes it or doesn't. Mm -hmm. What feels good to you? So I would say do those first of all. And then I would say like, if you have a meditation practice or start a meditation practice and have a seat, maybe even in your closet and Mm -hmm. take some deep breaths, connect to your heart, ask your higher self to join you and just start having some conversations and ask, like, get nosy and ask, like, is there a color that I've been avoiding? Is there um, something you'd like to, to, for me to wear that I haven't been? And then just pay attention to any type of like guidance that comes in. And it could happen in that moment. It could trickle in days from now. You could be out shopping and you could be drawn to like this yellow dress that you would have never thought that you would be wearing. Mm. Um, and another tip would be get rid of all the things that you are not wearing. You do yes. not need to to that stuff. That is dead energy just hanging out in your closet. Yes. Um, get rid of things because, you know, let's be real. If you're a woman and you love shopping, you're probably always going to start wanting you're always going to kind of want new pieces and that is where thrifting comes in as well Mm -hmm. because you could go and you can thrift all these new pieces and have it be you know really environmentally friendly very budget friendly um yeah and unique that's what I love about thrifting the most
0: like I love it no one else is gonna have those pieces yeah they're literally they're treasures. They are. They're so special to me. I have a huge um, vintage collection, and I'm a I'm just about to start selling some of my vintage pieces. Yeah, um, I really like
1: that
0: too. <laughs> yeah, it's just so it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. But I love all of those tips are so important and amazing. And I think that um, it's really you know this thing that I'm seeing online where everyone feels like they need to keep up with new things and all that kind of stuff and when you step away from that noise uh and that you know need of validation you can find it in different ways and is exactly Mm -hmm. like you're saying like thrifting can be the most exciting experience for you and you know that that outfit no one else is gonna have and it's unique to you
1: it really is unique to you and I oh really God. feel like we need to get rid of and purge things that we're no longer, that we're no longer needing. And as I say this, I'm like saying this for myself right now, like I just <laughs> in my place, haven't unpacked my clothes They're still in boxes. And I've just been kind of like taking out what I want to wear and kind of placing it into a certain zone, but yeah, just reinvesting that money that you sell your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um reinvesting it into your wardrobe if that is what's important to you. So but good. I think the minimalist wardrobe is definitely like, you know, you don't need 10 pairs of jeans. Like mm-hmm. maybe a pair of white jeans, a pair of dark jeans, a pair of blue jeans. Like yeah. As long as they fit you right, you don't need you don't you don't need a hundred pairs of shoes, you know, keep what you need, recycle what you don't and get to know what your own unique true style is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yep. It's so true. It's so good. I love all of that.
0: Um, Before we start winding down from this incredible (laughs) conversation, I love it. It was so good. Um, I would love to know if there's anything any kind of like cool galactic esoteric trippy cool little rabbit holes you've been down recently or anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about on the episode and i'm always like ooh what's the latest like how i was i was talking before about what extended intelligence is like anything that's like this a new kind of like interest for you especially in the in the spiritual world
1: I honestly find there's like a huge divide happening in the spiritual world right Mm. now. And it's actually really, Mm. um, a little like jarring to observe and watch. And, um, I feel like the spiritual world is getting pinned against each other. Mm. Um, and it is very, it's very interesting to me. Um, a lot of things coming up about false light and, you know, the, like, and I truly, truly believe in that because I've, like, I've played in it. I yeah. have been, false lights. I, I know it exists and I know it's detrimental and I know that it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a coping mechanism to use false lights. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it so that you don't have to get to the root. You can just scapegoat. And yeah, that's it's what a projection that people like, put out a lot yeah. of um information coming about and can make you feel like really uncomfortable if you are really into the false lights mm. um but i think it's a really like powerful thing that i've been observing lately luckily for me like um you know my teacher always taught me to <laughs> connect directly to my higher self mm. so to always like ask myself for guidance like put everything through my own like filtration system and see how it feels in, you know, my body, and in my energetic fields, um, and then that's how you're able to discern, like, information, but, um, yeah, it's also, I, I've i been trying to, like, also kind of disconnect a little bit from the, the community, and just sit, like I said, in silence with, with myself. That's so good. So also just really scary, all the kind of stuff that's going on, yeah. and I just, It's, um, it's a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's where, um, creating this higher vision for the world Mm -hmm. and for yourself is so important But with the discernment of your own truth and the way that I do it is I go out in nature. So if I start to feel anxiety or something coming through that may not be really my own, maybe I'm just picking up on something like I was saying in the beginning where, you know, even our social media and all these portals can be like portals of different universes that we're tapping into. Well, if too much information is happening, I go for a walk. I, I do these sunset runs, which are really powerful. And I allow nature to be my connection and my source of intuition. And I think when you're grounded in that, because nature the trees, the soil, the water, especially connecting to water because water holds memory, which is another trippy, amazing fact about water. Um, yeah, but when you're connecting, beautiful. yeah, mm-hmm. when you're connecting with those things, um, that's where true intuition comes from because you're connecting to love in that yeah. moment. Yeah, I love that
1: so much. Do you do any type of earthing like take your shoes off like well of course you do like walk um, on the um I sometimes that's- do I need to yeah. do it more
0: I definitely need to Maybe do that up <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> probably you, you can tell I'm like I haven't earthed enough um but yeah I definitely know that I need to do it more and I just. I just haven't been for whatever reason. Um, Like I said, I think that'll help me also because I've been, I'm in the clouds
1: a lot. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite grounding practices. Yeah. Uh, Taking off my shoes, just even if I'm just going through a park, like even if I'm only there for two minutes, take your shoes off and like step on the earth. Yes. So beautiful.
0: Well, I love to end the podcast with a little game. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And it's called Cosmic Pings. So it's when I say these statements or these words, whatever the first thing comes to your mind when you hear them. Okay. okay. So a scent that really um,
1: lightens your soul, makes you happy. Oh, definitely some sort of citrus, like orange. Ooh. Ooh. orange. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's great for the summertime as well. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely my favorite citrus Beautiful oranges. Even when you like cut a citrus fruit, taking a second and smelling it before you do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. The, um, moon phase that you love the most that I don't know. I, um, I've been kind of detaching from the moon lately. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I've been doing that um cuz I feel there's like a distortion in the feminine energy and I've just been trying to like detach to kind of take in my own energy back. Wow.
0: Yeah, because the moon is connected to femininity.
1: Yeah, so I feel like there is like a really intense well <laughs> very obviously a giant um you know energetic skewed feminine energy residing on the planet right now and I feel like it's just being um, like highlighted by the moon so I've just been kind of detaching to like just focus inwards that is such a cool answer thank you that's awesome (laughs) that's just how I've been so I you know me and the moon right now are on a on a bit of a break yeah you and that's fair. I mean, there's a big moon coming. So
0: if it's, if this is the
1: time to do it, I would say this is the time. <laughs> there's so much just galactic stuff that's happening and planetary and retrograde. Yeah. I, I don't really externally follow any of that stuff mm. right now. Yeah. Uh, more so just tune into my inner like kind of like roller coaster let's call it yeah roller coaster that's so powerful it's
0: it's le- allowing it to just be the simple practices connecting back to yourself which is the truth which yeah. is always like the best guidance for you so that's beautiful a place in the world that you long to visit
1: Hawaii. Oh, oh have you been no but I'm Oh. I was getting oh Get my prepared. goodness, I was getting like these <laughs> crazy like messages to go to Hawaii a couple of months ago, and I was just like, I don't understand, like mm. how am I meant to go there? What am I meant to do? Like, I, but it was like I was really being guided to go yeah. to Hawaii. So maybe I missed like a portal or something. Hawaii's, maybe it's not happen yet, but yeah.
0: yeah, Hawaii is very powerful energetically i've been um and it revealed things in a past relationship of mine um that eventually because it's the heart chakra of the world and if whatever whatever is happening in your life it amplifies it just like i've I've heard about bali but um shortly after coming back from hawaii uh i had an ending of my of that relationship and it was it was a really, it was like a three years of um, uh, moving through um, the energies afterwards and, mm-hmm. and then finding myself and then finding my beautiful current partner. So it's a, it's a transformative place. I'm excited to go back, but I'm also
1: a little scared. But <laughs> Well, we're all here for the ride, right? It's like if Hawaii is going to help to remove things that aren't meant to be in your life, then totally actually a very beautiful gift. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, the daily ritual that you can't live without.
1: Oh, my, like a cord cutting and shielding practice that has been like something I do as I drift off to sleep. It's something that I do when I wake up in the morning. It's something that I do throughout the day when I need to cut cords. Um, Yeah, I'm, uh, that is like, that's really important to me, the cord Mm -hmm. cutting and shielding, which is why I asked you at the beginning, like, yeah, shielding um, ritual practice. Maybe I should start doing it more. (laughs) I would really love to say like my meditation and my yoga practice, because that is like really, really powerful to me. But Mm -hmm. at this current moment, I'm avoiding both. I Mm -hmm. have my mat set up in the other room, and I have not been able to get myself on it. So it's just something that I'm, I'm not able to do. Like my meditation practice, like I'm a daily meditator. Even that has been super off for me lately. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Just being truthful. Like I was posting a bunch of like yoga classes on my Instagram and the reason there's nothing on there right now is because I can't practice. I have not Mm -hmm. been able to bring myself to practice. And once I'm able to balance that back out, there's going to be a lot more yoga classes and meditation classes available, but for the moment, I'm.
0: That's such a great honoring of what you need in this moment and trusting that, that going along. And I've definitely had those moments too, where um I don't, you know, I'm a daily meditator as well. And sometimes it's just like, I'm not, I'm not in it. And there's other things that I need to do. So that's really beautiful.
1: But then I do say that, but then I do take baths in the night at night and I do like meditation there. It's just not the way it's meant to, meant quote to look like (laughs) or how it was looking like before I moved into the place. But
0: totally. (laughs)
1: Um, the universe is Always conspiring for my highest good. Ah, oh, so beautiful. And love is? Eternal. Hmm. Truth. The only thing that truly exists in the right vibration. It's love. Love is everything. That's perfect. <laughs> so beautiful.
0: um this has been so incredible and amazing and i've loved just connecting with you learning about you if people want to you know
1: work with you and find your future website how can they connect with you online i think the best way to just connect with me at the moment is just through instagram so just okay, send me a message um I probably will pop back up my like little link that has like my email and my offerings on it while I'm in the midst of birthing my new websites. But yeah, I always love, love to connect.
0: (laughs) Especially
1: someone. I just find it so powerful. So beautiful. And I'll have all your information linked
0: down below. Um, This has been beautiful. Thank you for having this expansive
1: conversation with me. It's really felt like an honor. Like thank you for holding space for me. At the beginning I was like quite nervous. Um just like I said, just opening that door for me to start sharing. And it's going to be very powerful. I have a lot of good things to share (laughs) and a lot of like power for me to step into. And um this has been a really good, like very yeah, transformative talk for me. So I really appreciate it. Like you reaching out and asking me to be on your podcast. I was like, yes, this is so awesome. And also like meeting you. I've never even like had a, like a real conversation with you. I know. And I feel like you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. So, so beautiful. Thank you.